All right, it's time for a crossover episode. Uh, I am Nolan Bianchi, Detroit sports writer from the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, and today I have with me Trey Matthews. Uh, he is the host of the newly up-and-running Lockdown Devils podcast. He is a play-by-play broadcaster for women's hockey at Adrian College. You may have heard of that school if you live in the area. Uh, his name, I just said it, Trey Matthews. He's our guest today at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, and I am his guest at the Lockdown Devils podcast. Trey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What an honor. I've, I've always wanted to join uh, my hometown team's uh, show somehow. <laughs> well, there we go. So you just mentioned it. You grew up in the area. Uh, how did you get involved you know, with, with the Devils? What, what kind of led you to end up becoming the host of the Locked On Devils podcast? So you see, the best part of growing up in Michigan, living in Philadelphia, and having family in New Jersey is that you have so many options. So um, I currently, I live in Philadelphia. I grew up in Detroit, but uh, my grandmother, my aunt, they live in uh, New Jersey, that Trenton to be specific. So um, they just introduced me to uh, New Jersey sports and I just uh, grew attached to them a little bit. And here we are. And I just said, you know what? I want the Devils because first of all, I'm a huge PK Subban fan. Subban, sorry. Subban fan. And also it's just... Um, I, I just love the opportunity to uh, cover hockey as much as I can because, you know, me being a play-by-play announcer, I just, I, I just want to expand my horizons a little bit, and here we are. Now, uh, you obviously, like you just said, grew up during that kind of time. What, do you remember watching the Red Wings when you were younger? Would you have any favorite memories? Oh, you have no idea. I actually covered this on my show just a few episodes, episodes ago. You remember Marion Hosa? Oh, I, far too well. <laughs> so i i remember i remember that time period where you know it was the red wings and the penguins they actually showed that just a couple months ago on uh nhl classics on nhl tv and um i remember watching that game i remember red wings win round one penguins get the revenge round two hoso is on team uh on the penguins team at first lose to detroit he joins the detroit red wings for less money on a one-year deal and they end up losing to the Penguins, which I don't know the chances of that happening. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely remember uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I actually had a Red Wings-themed party when I think I was in either second or third grade. I'm Like, literally, like, it was like a happy birthday tray banner with the Red Wings logo. I actually had uh, a Red Wings cake. I think Out the Octopus was on it. I, oh, I got to find yeah. that somewhere. It, 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 it was, like I said, this was like second or third grade. So I, I got to find that. That's that's probably lost somewhere in my mom's old camera. Got to do some digging around. The Al the Octopus is the, uh, is just a classic. I was at, uh, I saw a sticker on a bathroom a couple of days ago. That was Al the Octopus. It's so distinct. It's, it's a great purple. You don't really see it a, a lot of places, but like, it's so, it's so funny how like something like that can be so iconic to the Red Wings while also it's just, right. like, it's like an unofficial mascot. Yeah, and you know what? As a kid, I was like, "Where's Al the Octopus? Where's the mascot?" And I was, they're like, "Well, you might want to look up." Yeah, <laughs> he's about to drop. He's about to drop, and I was like, "Wait, wait, he's not going to come out and say hi to the fans." I'm like, and they're like, 
I don't think you would want an octopus going with eight legs going around meeting yeah. people. That's just a mess asking, waiting to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> so what's this process been like getting to, uh, getting to know the Devils just a little bit better? You obviously live close to the area. You have families that, or family that lives there. But as you've become the authority on Devils hockey, you know, in the New Jersey area, what has that been like in, in kind of just sinking your teeth into the team, you know, whether it be the cap structure, what, what the talent pool, the, the outlook for the couple next years and beyond, what's that been like? Well, we're on the same boat. We're not going to Edmonton or Toronto for the, whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I guess it's the playoffs, just like. It is the playoffs. If anybody else tries to say it's not the playoffs, just so they can, Get, get around the whole caveat of the fact that a playoff team is going to win the draft lottery. It's the playoffs. Let's be real. Here. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just, for the sake of it, we'll say the playoffs, but you know, I, I feel like the future is bright. We have uh, young, we have young talent. Um, we have some cap space flexibility, not the biggest in the world, but enough to work it out. Obviously we hired Lindy Ruff. Um, wasn't too happy about that. Um, we, we, we have some veterans on this team and, Honestly, I like covering teams like this because it's interesting because it's like the future is like, honestly, covering a, let's just say not so good team is actually fun because you get to do so much with this. It's unpredictable because if they do well, you're surprised, like greatly surprised. And you can right. do way more with it because it's like, what can we do? Who can we trade? Who can we pick up? If they do poorly, it's just like, oh, well, that was expectations. Right. Let's just look at the future. Whereas if you have a contending team, it's like, well, we don't really need to do anything. We're contenders. Like we're, we're not going to pick or trade anyone unless it's like do or die. So it's like, and yeah, our it, roster is locked. And it's like the day to the day to day of being a contender. And I'm not definitely, this is definitely somewhat of a spin zone to, you know, whatever, but like the day to day of being a contender is exhausting. Like I remember, uh, I assume you used to grow up, you know, listening to ninety-seven one, the ticket every now and then. Uh, but I like, I love ninety. I but I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, no, go ahead. I've met I've met Dan Dickerson, uh, the play by the play by play for radio for Detroit Tigers, because he. Uh, I'll tell you more about this story later, but uh, uh, I worked at UDM as a ball boy, University of Detroit Mercy, yeah. and um, Dan Dickerson for a season was doing play-by-play for the television of UDM. And I remember meeting him and I said, uh, Mr. Dickerson, I, I, I was so polite as a kid, but just like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I grew up listening to you because, and I'm sure he didn't hear that too often from kids because it's like, you know, television has become big. Yeah. But the thing was, I was not allowed to watch television during the weekdays. So the, in order to listen to the Tigers, I had to at, like, when I was in like, elementary school i had to like listen on the radio i remember going to camp they said you couldn't bring a cell phone you couldn't bring um any sorts of technology no no gaming system nothing and i i found a loophole i brought a mini pocket radio so i could listen to the tigers (laughs) and so it was one battery operated i i love that thing because it was just like i could listen to the tigers i'm still close to society even though i'm in uh somewhere in Gaylord, Michigan, I've, I've near Travis city, you know? So, uh, yeah, I remember meeting him and it was just, uh, it was pretty cool. That's and terrific. so, yeah. I, I've always, you know, loved him. Uh, it was the same way for me. I remember when I first got my car, like when I was 16 and I would get off work at the grocery store at like nine o'clock at night and I would just drive around listening to Dan Dickerson called the end of the Tigers game. Cause this is like back in like 2013 when they were, 
when they were good, when they were contending. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. And then one of the, one of the, I, I might end up cutting this, who knows? Uh, but so, like, a couple or last season, actually, I was covering a Tigers game and I'd never gotten the chance to meet Dan before. Uh, but I was using the restroom and I, uh, I heard like a voice of God just, yeah, well, we're going to, uh, you know, Milwaukee tomorrow after that three-day road trip. Things are just Dan Dickerson just talking about his day, but in the Dan Dickerson voice. And it was one of the, one of the coolest experiences that I've had. But I want to get back to something you just said about Lindy Ruff in just one second. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, Trey. I mean, All right. we've got everything you need at reliably low prices. Can you really ever beat that? No, you can't because I, I, I go to these other dealerships and I, and I almost have a heart attack. I'm just like, how much for this? All I did was just this. It's gonna co- That's how much more the car costs if I go here. But at rockauto.com, you know, my car ever breaks down because, you know, it's a long trip going from Michigan to yep. uh, Philadelphia. My car ever breaks down or I need some parts, you best believe I'm heading over to rockauto.com. In fact, and I, I and might do so just- now. <laughs> Well, and more than just being, uh, you know, a, a great dealer of parts, it's really when you use rockauto.com, you're using something that gives you peace of mind. Rockauto.com is peace of mind, knowing that no matter how big or how small your issue might be, you'll be able to go to their website and get it figured out. They've got engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Now, do you want to hear the best part of all, Trey? I do. What, what is it? I'm on my, the edge of my seat. All of their parts are going to be reliably low and the same prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? That makes no business sense. That it really Especially doesn't. me being a broke college student. I get no money <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to do you a favor. We're going to do me a favor. We're going to do all of our listeners a favor and tell them to head over to rockauto.com right now. And when they're checking out, fixing that car, when they're ready to head out onto the open road this summer, they can all they have to do to repay me, to repay you, to repay the Locked On Network is just tell rockauto.com that Locked On sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, so I want to get back to what you just said about Lindy Ruff. You said you weren't very happy about that. Were you a fan of uh, Azranine or, or what was – actually, is that his name? Let me, I'm going to start this over. I think I butchered his name. Nasruddin. Okay. Great, great job on the average, by the way. By the way, I do this thing where I like, I'm a very much a hand talker and it, I feel like it kind of freaks That's fine. Out That's perfectly fine. I don't mind that at all. Uh, so I want to get back to something that you just said about Lindy Ruff. You weren't necessarily happy with that hiring. Why, why not? Were you hoping that they would keep Elaine Nasruddin? What, what were you hoping with that? Okay, I know they needed a new coach. I, that was just evident because we tried to contend. You know, we made a big trade. Now we're stuck with this contract, uh, PK Subban. So it's just like we need, we need something better. So 
I was hoping they would get uh, LaViolette or uh, Gerard Gallant. I thought they would get one of those two because I see their track history. I see what they've done. Uh, Coach Lobby is a he, – he's won a Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes. He took the Nashville Predators to their first Stanley Cup. They didn't win, but, you know, you still, you still went in, in first time in franchise history. He's P.K. Subban's old coach. So I was just like – and he's a defensive – defensive-minded coach, which is the, what the Devils need, because that was the Devils' culture for so long, but now it's become their detriment, uh, their defense. And so I was just hoping they would get Coach Lobby. He's, he worked great with uh, Bobrovsky uh, for the Flyers during his tenure there. As for Gerard Gallant, um, he, he took the Vegas Golden Knights to their first-ever Stanley Cup appearance in their first year as a team ever. Like no one expected them to yeah. do well. An expansion team going to the Talk Stanley Cup Finals. Coaching being important, I can't imagine a scenario where it's more gripping than in that. When you take all these outcasts, you know whatever. Well, I can't remember what they were calling themselves. They were calling themselves like the outcasts as they, as they were. The year of the underdogs, it. as I called it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no one expected that team to go as far as they went. I yeah. would have just laughed at you, like. Seriously, an expansion team, a newly <laughs> formed expansion team going to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think you – I think it's not 5 o'clock yet. I think you need to uh, uh, check yourself in or something like that. But it's just like one of those guys – because Lindy Ruff, he's one of the most winningest coaches in NHL history. No one's denying his track history. It's just his defensive style doesn't really work in today's NHL, and that was proven evident uh, when he was uh, the defensive coordinator – these past three years for the Rangers, uh, his tenure in um, in Dallas, and his inconsistency as his Sabres career went on. It's just – I was just like, yeah, his track history is good, but you can't – you know the old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, yeah. but you can't teach a newly born puppy old dog tricks either. So it's just like – I just feel like there was a better option on the table. Well, and Gerard Gallant is a guy who uh, we are very familiar with. Obviously, not only did he have this career in Detroit uh, playing on Steve Eisenman's right. line, but as as the discussion about whether Jeff Blashill should be back for a, another season next year or not kind of tended to heat up, it was it, it shifted away from fire Jeff Blashill to fire Jeff Blashill and hire Gerard Gallant. Uh, you know, he's a guy who, like you said, he – not only has proven that he can win, but he's also gotten the short end of the stick, not only in Vegas. I mean, they kind of ousted him pretty quickly after what he did, but in Florida too, yeah, before that, leaving him on the same, <laughs> leaving him on the side of the highway, uh, you know, find it, have to, to find his way back home. What do you think in general though, about changing a coach in this current climate? Because I, I think one, one argument for bringing Jeff Blashill back that I, I think myself and others have leaned on is the fact that you're going to bring in a new coach and then they're going to have X amount of time until the players even get to meet them. They're going to have X amount of time until they go to their first official camp. It's all so unknown. And I was kind of just surprised to see uh, you know teams being w- so willing to kind of dump their coach knowing that the, the unknown is ahead. Well, I, I just want to reiterate, there will be a season. There will be an NHL season. If, if, you, if anyone's confused by that, just look at my episode. Uh, there's just two uh, – let's see, when did I post this? I think I posted this like a uh, few episodes ago on my channel. But it's just like there will be a season. 
Uh, it might be shortened. There might be some changes, but there will be 100% be a season. There's too much money. There's too much uh, stuff yeah. on the table for, for everything to get canceled. Um, well, firing a coach, it's just like when it's needed, it's needed. Like the Devils, they just underperformed. We have some guys that we need to develop. We have some contracts that we're stuck with. We have potential. I don't think, like I said on my show, I don't think we're too far down the rebuild ladder. But the thing is, is that, you know, we need to see change and we need to see it quickly. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to think of Lindy Ruff quite yet because I need to see him uh, behind the devil's bench, see what he can do. But um, as for the Red Wings, it's just like what, what I, I don't mean to be offensive here, but what's changing your team going to what, – what's, what's firing the coach going to do? Yeah. He has nothing to work with. It's like, it's like Ron Garren hiring the Detroit Tigers, another Detroit team. It's like he's got nothing to work with. At least with the Devils, they got some pieces to work with. Not a lot, but some. I agree with you on the Jeff Blatt, but this is complete. This is talking baseball here. I, I disagree on the Ron Garnhart thing. I think that's I think that's kind of like your your gripe with Lindy Ruff is my gripe with uh, Ron Gardenhire. It's like just I actually mentioned that on my show. Like you can't teach a old dog new tricks, but you can't teach a new puppy old dog tricks. I mentioned that on my show saying usually hiring an older coach to coach younger guys who need development, not usually the best solution because it's not going to work long term. So you just mentioned the rebuild ladder and, you know, you guys obviously you were on pace to kind of outscore last season, but still kind of a disappointing year, maybe a year where you thought maybe we can take a step back or step forward. What is the outlook heading into next season? Is it, uh, you know, playoffs or bust? Is it, you know, just show improvement? What is there a timeline for, for you guys over there? <sighs> Boy, this is confusing because uh, cha- plans uh, changed so fast because a couple of seasons ago, uh, the Devils were in the playoffs. They lose in the first round to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They missed the playoffs again the following year, and now they got to uh, – uh, they, they thought they could do something bigger, and it just failed. But in terms of a timeline, it's just kind of murky because it's like, you know, we have all these pieces. We have all these players. We got rid of Taylor Hall. Um got rid of green it's just like you know not a lot of dead weight either like in in the contract situation like you guys have a lot of cap room to work with too right right and it's just like what does the future hold well it 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 solely i don't want to put the the burden on a few of our players but it 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 solely uh, relies on our young guys and how fast they can develop because if you look at statistically jack hughes was the worst performing first overall pick since the 90s Mm-hmm. so it's like and yes i'll give him the benefit of the doubt he was 18 years old he needs to put on some weight it's just like um uh, you know i'll give him that benefit of the doubt we have some um uh other young guys on this on this team that i feel like we can uh contend it's up it, it all in all it, it's up to what our young guys can can do honestly so you are you're sure they're gonna have a season i think they're gonna have a season next year too Yes, but I'm I'm interested because uh, you know you, well it's, it's, this is kind of a twofold thing because we haven't even gotten to the draft yet. Uh, but I'm interested. Oh, I don't really because... want to talk about. Do we have to talk about <laughs> that? Do we have to? And we'll see how much time we have today, but but we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So with this shortened season, okay. What do you think? Because I, I, that's what I'm assuming, right? Is that next year is going to be it's going to be kind of like the lockout year where they shorten it up a little bit or or do right. whatever. 
in the situation that the devils are in right now, do you think that you, you roll the dice on a shortened season and you say, Hey, well, there's a lot of contenders who are probably going to be shipping off some pieces because they need cap room. The cap's not going up. Things have gotten a little funky for them. You think there's any chance that the devil say, you know, I, I kind of like our pieces. Let's go ahead and take a shot at bringing in uh, a veteran, you know, a, a good star for a top six forward, a top two defenseman, top four defenseman, who knows? Uh, but that can, you know, just a, a player to make an impact to kind of go for it in these, in these next couple of years. Oh, man, that's a, that's a very tough question. But because uh, they did try that. They tried that in the P.K. Subban trade. And, mm-hmm. you know, that just didn't really work out. He took a step back instead of taking a step forward. And yeah. uh, the, the Devils have one of the worst defenses in all of the NHL. So I think the key is I don't think we need wingers. I don't think we need centers. I don't think we need fours. I don't think we need any of that. We need defense. And I'm going to touch on that in my show in a future episode. But it's just like that's what I, that's what I, wanted, to, that's what I wanted to see. I want to see more. If you really want to go all out, if you really want to contend, if you really want to roll the dice on this shortened season, you need to get defense. Because I talked about this with uh, Sneaky Joe and uh, Jordan on Locked on Sabres when the Sabres – uh, beat the Devils seven to two. Realistically, you could beat a team two to one. You could beat a team two to nothing. But when you give up seven goals, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at their first uh, six games of the year for the Devils. You know, uh, they lost in a couple shootouts. Um, they lost like uh, I think six to five to one team. It's just like, okay, you score a lot of goals, and yeah, yeah. they got shut out a couple of times. But that's going to happen. Every team is bound to have a shutout here and there. But it's just like. Um, if you, you could score a lot of goals, but if you just give them up defensively, mm-hmm. it's not going it, to, you're, you're going to get absolutely nowhere. It's one of the reasons why um, I'm, I won't name specifically on my school. Cause you know, I don't want to hurt any feelings, but there's just one team that I will not do play by play for under any circumstance or color commentaries. Cause it's all offense. It's like they, one time they lost to a team 10 to nine. I'm like, <laughs> that is not a hockey game. That's just toying with the cat and mouse. That's just yeah. like a shootout practice. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not calling that game. That's just boring to call. I hate that. And that's one thing I – there's two things – there's two games I hate to call. One is a blowout, and the other is just an, a high offensive game. Those are two games I hate to call. And so I just feel as though the Devils is just like, if we can if we could just get our defense to match our offense, I think we'll do great. I think we'll do fine. If you want to roll the dice, go ahead, but don't. Don't 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 let don't delude yourself. We are still ways back. What do you what do you think that the the Devils are going to have an opportunity to do this offseason? Because if they don't go out and you know make a I, not that I'm not that I ever thought that they were going to make a splash signing, but I I think there are you know kind of two options. You can either plan for right now or you can plan for the future. I'm assuming that the Devils are in the camp that the Red Wings are in, which is when they're planning for the future. And I'm really interested to see how Steve Eisman uses the Red Wings cap space to his advantage, especially considering the fact that NHL cap is not going to go up. What do you, you know, see the devils doing or, or what do you think some of their best moves might be during this off season? Honestly, I think they're going to just roll the dice for this year. Just I, I'd be surprised if they make a splash uh, signing this, this off season. I'd be stunned. I think they're going to trust a rebuild. I think that they're not going to force anything. I think they're just going to let this short year go by a little bit. Uh, if they contend, great. If they don't, 
you know, it's not the end of the world. They know where they're at right now. So honestly, I'd wait, uh, I'd wait two seasons before they, they make a splash off. I think that's, I think that's their future. I think they just really got to determine where they're at because like I said, this past off season, you think on paper, you would think they're pretty good. They not the best, but you know, decent enough to get to the playoffs again, Mm -hmm. but that, that didn't happen. But you know, I, 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 would be stunned if they just uh, go all out this off season, because I think they learned their lesson, which is you cannot rush a rebuild. You have to, as we say in Philadelphia, you have to trust the process and you have to trust the rebuild. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Just, I mean, from all places, uh, you certainly are going to know that better than anybody. Now we don't necessarily have to talk about the draft, but we do kind of, I'm have just to joking. We, could, we do we, have we, to kind of talk about the draft a little bit. Now you guys ended up with the seventh pick. Do you remember watching on draft lottery day? I assume you were probably already in talks to become the devil's host at that point. So yeah, I, right. I assume that you were kind of looking at that, like, be pretty nice if they could jump up and grab a top three spot. Well, I yeah, top three because we need because Jack Hughes was not it last year. Yeah. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me! I felt especially bad for the Red Wings because they needed more than anyone, and I'm yeah. just like, now the rich just keep getting richer. Yep, and I'm just like, you are kidding me! We 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 oh man. <laughs> it's just like oh, we we can't catch a break. That these bad teams just can't catch a break, and um, I don't know. Do you have anybody that's kind of on the short list for the Devils guy? I think the problem with being in that seven spot right now is the fact that it you have to prepare for so many different outcomes because right. this draft is so deep. Even at four the Red Wings have five, six, seven guys who could be on that short list for guys that that they might be looking at, depending on what they want, who's going to fit the best and and stuff like that. But in terms of, in terms of pure skill and guys that will make an impact and just be great NHL players, there's a, there's a ton of people to choose from. Right. It's just like, um, I I say in any draft one and two are pretty much locked. Yeah. Whoever gets in, one or two are, are, are locked. It doesn't matter if it's the NHL, NBA, MLB. One and two are nine times out of ten, for the most part, locked. Rarely will you get a draft where um, you don't know who will go one and two. But in terms for the Devils, uh, so when I look at the draft, I look for like five, six people who can move down or eight or nine people who can move up. And I see like Lucas Raymond, a left winger, um, I see Jamie Drysdale, who plays defense, which I think could help. Uh, the Devils are projected to get Alexander Holtz. He plays right wing. I don't think that's what they need. You got uh, Marco Rossi, uh, center, and obviously you got Jack Quinn, right wing. So, like I said, I look at those players. Oh, you know, the little Quinn squared over in New Jersey. I kind of like that. Well, you need all the help you can get. So I look <laughs> at people who can move up or who potentially can move down. It, it's always up in the air. Would you like to see them stand pat at number seven? Or, I mean, I guess there's a lot of different different options. You'd probably prefer to, to stand pat. I say know where you stand. You got to know where you stand. Because it's like if you just go in this blindsided, uh, up in the air, you're, you're going to have a terrible draft. So I'm okay with I'm, it's not the best, but it's better than nothing. It's better than, uh, you know, falling even further. It could be worse. <laughs> uh, you know, 
So Montreal. So it, I think what? No, no, no. First, the first pick is not locked yet. The first yeah. pick is not locked yet because yeah. that's in the playoff team. Uh, you got the Kings. You got the the Ottawa Senators, uh, Detroit Red Wings, Anaheim Ducks, and now you got us. Could be worse. It could be a rival that goes above us. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Uh, that's the way I see it. So, what do you? What else you got planned coming up for the show, man? What what, what can uh, people expect to see if they're tuned into the Lockdown Devils podcast from here on out? Okay, so what what I expect to see uh, in the next few weeks, obviously I'll be on vacation in a couple days. Uh, so I'm going to be posting uh, like crossover episodes just to give some content to my to my viewership. I'm also going to bring people in from my college to do like phone interviews and just talk if they want to talk, like, you know, whether they play on the Adrian College hockey team, whether they are NHL fans, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, in the future, here, here's what I think I'll do. I'll do a detail episode so it's just like, you know, like what Kobe Bryant did, like yeah. uh, detail. So that's what I want to do, which is I look – I did this uh, for the Sabres and Red Wings game a couple of days ago, which is I look at particular plays where what went right, what went wrong, and here's what this player was kind of thinking. So mm-hmm. I think that will be my go-to come the season, especially if there's a loss. I could just be like, here's what they need to improve on, uh, on the defense-wise because I remember what, uh, doing the detail for the Sabres and – uh, Devils game, which was I saw that Mueller and Subban were out of position defensively. Like, uh, let's see, uh, Eichel does a cross pass uh, to Olafson. Olafson is wide open. Uh, Subban and Mueller have their backs turned. They basically have to be like owls and turn their bodies, turn their head. And when you see that as a hockey fan or a coach, you know your defenders are out of position because the puck should never be be behind you if you're a defender ever. Well, that all sounds uh, excellent. We wish you all the best. Trey Matthews, where can people find you on Twitter? And where, where can people find your other work? Okay, so if you want to catch me out on uh, Adrian College, go to Adrian College Television on YouTube. Uh, I do play-by-play for the ACHA Women's D1 Hockey Team. So give that a listen. Uh, on Twitter, Trey Matt 4 so T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and then the number four. You want to check me out on Instagram, Trey Emery Matthews. So. Give, give me a shout, give me a follow, and uh, I'll answer your questions if anyone has any. Perfect, man. Well, we've, uh, we've appreciated having you on. We'll definitely have to do this again in the future. Maybe we can do a rewind to the 1995 Stanley Cup Finals. Even though that My dad it. hates that. He hates that. <laughs> I talked about that on my show. The clutch and grab really hurt the Red Wings. <laughs> Scott Stevens, Dieter Beyer, no, he does not. He hates that. He said that costed the, the Wings a championship. Well, I'll uh, I'll make sure to to take the right side for him. Then I'll I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be the good guys in that scenario. Hey, I had to you, do you a can, you can rub it in, take a couple side swipes. You know, I had to I had to do a crossover with uh, Sarah for the Kings, and we had to revisit the 2012 Stanley Cup. So oh, you know no. what? We we all have to we all have to do it at some point. You sometimes have to swallow that tough pill. <laughs> all right, Trey. Well, we'll talk to you soon, man. Good luck with everything, and enjoy your vacation. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed that crossover episode. It was so much fun to guest star on that show and you are in store for more. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Locked on Devils on the Locked on Network. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey.